We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Back in your lives, the best hour team, Fern Ackerman, young Katie, young Katie, young Katie. So I got to tell you something. The other day I was walking, oh, I was about news, you to say that. News. Um, so the maintenance guy who works at the uh, apartment complex that Tyler and I live in, his name is careful Tommy. Careful of that guy. Careful. Of careful. Tommy. Careful of Tommy. Like well, good. I was walking Jack, our dog, and he said, hey, young Katie. And that was that threw me because <laughs> I was like, you why did you call me that? Do you watch? <laughs> I guess listen he listens. To the yeah. <laughs> Are you a crossfit? Yeah. Did we just become best friends? Did we just become best friends? Yeah. So that was it's, that was fun. <laughs> you know, as an influencer, it's <laughs> it's also fun to see others become an influencer. You know, like almost like like I'm a coach to influencers as well now. You know, sure. like crossfit level four coach, level five influencer. Are you saying I that like- I am? I have like gleaned from you because you're an influencer. I'm like catching the tails of that. Yeah, you can't help. But do it like you attach yourself to a rising star, Katie. Number one, Jay has no idea what the term gleaned means. So that was lost. I rolled with it. I was like, I think I understand where this is going. I wrote it down to look up later. Um, But I love seeing you get tagged by the best hour people. You know, yeah, I say this with all sincerity, whether it's owning a box or starting a business like this, I think speaking for Fern, as I often do, we do this not just because it fills our kind of passion box, but it's also fun to see other people develop. And, you know, obviously that's not necessarily developing, but it's fun to see other people rise like as coaches or in this case, influencers themselves, whatever that is, correct me if I'm wrong for him, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. It's this, um, the idea of, uh, we've talked about this before, but like sending the elevator back down, you know, it's, it's, it's not fun it, it, if you if you if you win or you gain any sort of success and you get there and and you're sitting there by yourself like it's it's there's there's no joy in that like that is that might be the worst scenario because at the end of the day that's just lonely you know so just being aware of like hey like yes i want to try to succeed what would be better than succeeding is like surrounding myself by people that i genuinely like to be around and we all collectively win you know, whether it's your team at the gym or whether it's a, a business that you're running or, 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 you know, another business that you're running, or you're just doing a side passion project that, you know, be, be selective with those people and don't just let anybody in there, Oh my goodness. but do also, you, do you hear but that also ringing? don't, are you prank calling me right now? I want to, it was yeah. going, it, um, it was going through my head because let's let's tell you hey the, the so I, in I'm all sure. sincerity i want to like i would like to congratulate jay on finally becoming a professional so if you watch this on youtube he's got a new microphone if you if you notice his voice sounds not shitty uh he's got headphones on more masculine yeah just uh go ahead and you so they call it the late night dj voice when you're just like hey everybody welcome back to the show 
right? So <laughs> can't do that yet. Yeah, but do I worry. sound better? Do it you hear for, a difference? Yeah, you I, like I just said it as plainly as I could. You don't sound like shit anymore. I mean, nothing you say makes any sense, but your voice, the vocals, <laughs> sound much better. The content um, remains the same. Yeah, the content level is still very low. It's, However, the sound of your voice is more pleasant at this point. This is technique versus intensity. What do you right. want, Fern? Good sound or good content? I would prefer both, my friend. Right? I'm, we don't have. Sorry, they don't have to be at odds. Chosen, they don't have to be, You've Poorly. chosen the wrong partner. For I drank that. from the wrong cup. Well, and and this this is actually the second episode in which I have this set up. For those of you that listen to our interview with MDV, Katie, you reached out, said I sounded good on it. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, but let, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, talking about scarcity mindset, we have on people, you know, in our field that some some of which do competitive things to us, some of which are in line with us. I think. You know, one phrase that I've been thinking about a lot lately is a rising tide lifts all ships. You know, uh, I first heard that from Carl Eagleman, Whiteboard Daily. Obviously, it's not his quote, but lately I've been just really thinking about that. And I think in the CrossFit space, I mean, we talk about it. The box down the road is not your competition. You know, learn from other people around you. But even in the space of affiliate coaching, I mean, the more people that are coaching affiliates and the better affiliates do, the better it is. For everyone. Same holds true with CAP. We've spoken about that, you know, that if if more affiliates are outsourcing their programming, other programming is going to get recognized as well. But I want to ask you a question, Fern, because you weren't on there. One of MDV's posts that was pretty controversial, I don't believe it's controversial, but at least got a lot of feedback, I should say, Right. was the one about coaches should not be eating on the floor. I 1000% agree with that. And I, 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 find that, even, I find that to be odd that that is controversial. Well, that's my thinking. It's like, that is the least controversial thing I've ever heard. Right. And secondly, secondly, it, you know, it just, it, I don't think the whole thing, like any argument to that should be invalid or moot. There's 0% chance you will not make it for an hour without eating. I mean, this is right. This, to, to, to make this more comical, this is the same thing as when somebody wants to bring their dog into the gym for the hour that they're there and they feel the need to fill an entire water, bo- water bowl of they will inevitably just get dumped all over the floor because they leash their dog to the pull up rig and their dog doesn't know how to behave. And then the dog takes a leash and dumps over the water bowl. And they're like, I just didn't want him to be thirsty. I'm like, number one, it's an animal that those things can go days without water, just like human beings can. Number two, it's completely unnecessary. And now you have to clean that up. But the point, yes, there, there is no argument for like, I need to eat. Be like, oh, I'm a catabolic or like I'm outside my window. And I'm like, I don't care. Like it's if, unprofessional, right? It's just the end, end of statement. I will go so far as like, you don't, you better not even have your phone on your person during the class. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are certain situations, diabetics, maybe type one diabetes. Cool. Keep a little pouch of whatever you need, your, your gummy bears, your Sour Patch Kids, and be ready to throw those in. I mean, we're talking specifically like eating, right? Not just throwing those in because your your sugar or your insulin is off. Even then I would say, well, I wouldn't argue that. Okay, if, if, if really you needed it medically, go for it. But yeah, let's talk about some other things. No phone on the floor. Right. I mean, there's, there's two scenarios there. I get that you want to take pictures or videos, take them put him down. I would argue most coaches are not capable of doing that and coaching. So you probably shouldn't. If you're the box owner that asks your coaches to do it, cool, understand. 
it might take away from their coaching ability for a few minutes. I'm willing to potentially concede, and this would be a very specific scenario. You are a one-man band. You coach all the classes. You do the social media. You run the books. You update your website. You clean the gym. There is nobody else in the business but you. I will concede that you need to get photos. Okay. And let's just say that you're broke and you can't afford it. So this is a very specific scenario. Like you are the only person and you're broke. You can't outsource anything. There's very specific places during the class time that you should be doing that. General warm up, cool down only. That would be the only two places I'd be like, this is acceptable for this very specific scenario for this person. Outside of that, the answer is no. Figure out another way to do that. Just yep. figure it out. And, and it might I, be a little bit one... inconvenient. I, I don't care. You know, it's, you know, it's inconvenient paying for a service where the person's not paying attention. That's inconvenient. Well, and I'll give you an easy one. Hey, someone just took your four o'clock class. Hey, here's my phone. Will you mind snapping a few pictures while I coach the five? Right. Right. That's, that's all you have to do. And, and I agree not during, not during, certainly not during the specific warm up where you should be no. doing the most coaching, no. maybe a quick snippet during the wad, but also be prepared that if people are moving poorly and everyone in every class will have moments where they don't hit perfect form, we may not want to be posting those anyway. So be, be aware of that. I see that's a cringy thing to me. I'm a, that is a pet peeve of mine. Do yeah. not post shitty movement on your Instagram feed. What's and it's not to opinion? say that it doesn't happen, right? Like it definitely happens. We're not going to highlight it, right? N number one, it, it doesn't look good on the person that you took that photo of. Like, think about them. They're just like, hey, I took this picture of you. And they have like, you know, they're doing the old high school power clean with a muted hip and they're on their toes, you know, and they just look like a bag of trash. Um, that's not what we describe as highlighting your members. So what's your opinion on a coffee on the floor or an energy drink? I don't think you should be carrying it. Like if you desperately need a sip of coffee, walk over take a sip and then put it back down. I, this goes back to, you know, the, the kind of the concept we talked about the podcast the other day, which is, you know, broken windows, broken business. At the end of the day, it does not matter what you think about coffee. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is the perception of the end consumer. Right. And if you're walking around with your hands in your pockets, drinking a coffee like this, it looks lazy. It looks lazy. It looks like you don't. It looks like you don't give a shit. And you might be so dialed in to that movement that's going on, where you're just like analyzing. You're running through the points of performance. And you're like getting ready to throw out the world's most amazing cue. It doesn't matter. You look like you don't give a shit. Perception is very important when it comes to customer service. And what's far more important, and what's far more beneficial is that you look at, if you look like you're being attentive, chances are you're being attentive. If you look like you're not engaged, chances are you're not engaged. And you can tell me all the bullshit you want about like, I was paying attention. I was totally looking at them. I'm like, probably not. And if you were, it wasn't to the degree with which you could have been coaching. So at a bare minimum, and I'll go best case scenario, it was like you were inefficient or less than optimal with regard to your coaching at that time. I, one of my former coaches, shout out to Kevin Keho. <laughs> he used to always say perception is reality. He's a Navy guy too. He's a Navy guy too. So you, you guys, would both good and bad, by the way, both good and bad. 
right? This right. is the this right the, the 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 bad would be like the perception that somebody's busy. So like you're a perfect example, Jay. It's like I'm so busy. Like we know you're not busy. You're the guy. If you worked in so if busy. you worked in an office, you would be the guy sprinting around with a clipboard and be like, hey Jay, you guys, I go, nope, I'm busy. And then, but nobody ever actually knows what it is that you're doing. They're like Jay, where's my stapler? Yeah, where's, where's my, my stapler? stapler? Yeah, we're gonna have to have you move down to the basement, Jay. Um, so. So no coffee, or if you do, keep. I mean, I I have some empathy. Five a.m. person. I, I if you listen, I bring to the coffee episode, there, but like I like it will be. I will go drink it maybe during a break, right? Be like, all right, guys, grab your stuff, go to the bathroom, whatever. If you need questions for me, sip. boom, quick sip. But I'm done after that. You should not be holding it or walking around with it or anything like that. Same reason we don't have. A, we kind of like really encourage people not to carry the PVC pipe around. It's an inhibitor, whether you realize it or not. You and I have both seen it, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of times, it's just like doing nothing but taking that thing out of their hands. They're almost forced to be more engaged. And all of a sudden they'll just start queuing more for no reason. Cause they're, because it's a binky, right? I have this, I feel safe. And I just sit here and I feel safe. And I'm like, well, your job is not to feel safe. Your job is to engage as much as humanly possible. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that's a simple solution. And if you listen to the MDV interview, I, talked a lot about coffee. I've been delaying my coffee. Turns out you survive. I was, yeah, I was not, gonna, not sure you're not, you're if not I would die. survive. Yeah, you're not going to die. How quickly from the alarm going off to having your first sip of coffee in the fern world? Um, 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Yeah, I went three hours today. Good for you, my friend. That's all. So I just do it that way because... Um, if you have to rush out the house, it's a different story, right? Because you kind right. of need to make it. But like, go. it's just it's just part of my uh, like routine in the morning. So I'll get up, I kind of like brush my teeth, like wake up, you know, walk around for a little bit, kind of grab my book, sit down, read, and I'll just start drink like while I'm reading, turn on some ambient music or something like that, and then, and then from there, I transition into either like stretching or like knock out like the work or whatever I need. For the day. I feel like none of that happens. I've never heard you talk about this, nor do I believe that you actually do that. It actually happens um, every single morning, almost without failure. So so I was going to actually record a private episode, not private, but solo episode, because people reach out. I mean, you know, as, I'm, as an influencer. Yeah, yeah as an me, influencer. I'll just fill these in um, for you. Thanks. Actually, yeah, I prefer that because I'm an influencer. Like, I shouldn't have to remind. Right, I'll, I will. I, yeah, I, I'll, you can hire me uh, for thirty percent of your shares of the company, and I'll happily do that for you. But I was gonna do like a little episode on things that I do. I watched. I watched Andrew Huberman. We spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah, he's great. Really smart dude. Uh, smarter than we are all three collectively. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially because Katie kind of brings us. I mean, honestly, down a little bit, but. I would, think, I would think you were the one that brings us down. Right, Katie, you notice, Katie, Katie, I would tend to agree with you. Did you notice in Slack my my job description? No, what is it? I put, I put distractor. Yeah, oh, because I yeah. feel like you guys were really talking to me about that. Yeah, so no, anyway. we were only talking to you. And you guys should go check out my phone number on there too, by the way. Oh, great. Uh -huh. I did notice you changed your name and picture. So thank you. But yes. I was going to do a little episode on like what I do on a perfect day. So, you know, perfect days rarely happen, right? But a couple of things, let's talk really briefly about this morning routine. Two things that I picked up from his podcast, uh, get a few things actually, go to bed, get up at the same time, which I kind of already do. I'm like a 10 right. to six guy. And then I tried now to get out for about a 15 minute walk in the sun, no sunglasses, just it's good for, you know, for energy, alertness. First thing. 
within about an hour, really, because A, okay. the sun's not necessarily up. Right. B, the baby. And I spend time with Roz. And then around 7 to 7.30 to 8, go for this walk. And then, you know, whether it's to have a call or, or whatever goes on, but trying to push my coffee two hours. Today was three hours. And you guys that, you know, you know me well, Fern, we've stayed together. Katie, you picked up on it. Like, you would have thought I would died without coffee, almost in bed still, right? Like, Katie... Bring my yeah, coffee you're, to me. I'll be in you're, bed. You're ridiculous if I about food. If I didn't food. sleep naked, I would have made Katie do right. that. Yeah, yeah. If you're ridiculous about food in general, so I would tend to agree with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So but, I have mine has to be different because I have to kind of get, I have to be productive prior to, and this will probably change for you too because I have to be productive prior to the rest of the house getting up. Because once that happens, so I do yeah, breakfast for the kids. Like I do, I make sure that they get ready. So like Jess just kind of takes her time and that's kind of our agreement because I don't, I, I like to do that. So like I make breakfast, get the kids going, make sure that Logan's getting ready for school, make sure that Chappie doesn't commit Harry Carey, like as he's running around messing with things. Um, so like once that happens, there's, there's not productive. And then I take her to school and then I come to the gym. So I'm typically trying to get like an hour's worth of work completely uninterrupted and complete quiet you're prior to like trans. Is that what you're trying to say? You're just a better dad. Well, listen, I mean, that was, it was just understood by myself and everybody that I'm a better dad, <laughs> but so what do you make uh Chappie, make him some, uh, pickled onions for breakfast. He probably would eat them. Uh, it's, he just, he's whatever dude. Like some days it's just, well, he just wants to eat pretzels. I'm just like, whatever, dude, I don't care. But you do like a, you do a pretty paleo-ish breakfast for Logan, like eggs and bacon or something? Yeah, eggs, bacon. They both like uh, like spinach um, cakes or whatever. They're actually pretty good. And then uh, like fruit typically. And then like he'll either have some, then they'll, they'll both drink water or something like that. So, and then Jess gets up and then she'll make lunch. And then I basically like, I'm out the door. Yeah. So morning time, alarm goes off. I like the ambient music. I go on YouTube these days. If you find, if you just like search lo-fi, there's a great, uh, there's a great one that I found that has like Simpsons covers so that you'll know it's that one. Huh? It's just the cover image. Right. But it's like super chill music that I put on in my head. I like, I like putting it on in my headphones kind of just narrows me in. And then you, you read it for like how long? 30 minutes, 10 pages, whatever yeah, that 10 looks pages. like. I like, yeah. that. I like, I have, that. I have a strict rule. Um, it's just 10 pages. I started that maybe like, I don't know if it's a while ago now, but you have cause I'm a, that. yeah. Cause I'm a horrific reader. Like I've just, you know, I'm probably dyslexic. I don't know. Uh, I have the, 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 you know, the reading ability of a third grader basically. Um, so 10 pages, mm -hmm. drink your coffee while you're doing That's chill. Like I get it. Like, and that's what it is for me. Like coffee is just a downtime. Yeah. So Cool. Um, I don't know how we got off on this, but uh, distractor is inappropriate. Um, uh, Katie, Katie, yeah. So it. let's switch gears. Uh, we were we oh, were well. almost there. We had we did have an appropriate segue uh, to which you blew it, which is not shocking to anybody. No worries, Katie will edit this. So and then, um, so we were talking about you know professionalism, etc. And what we were going to segue to is this idea of whether you need part time versus full time coaches, what the benefits are. How do you even go from part-time coaches to full-time coaches? But I think the, the segue is you can't expect or treat people like part-time people and expect full-time work. Uh, well, there's, I guess there's multiple pieces to that. I guess like obviously hours wise, you can't ex expect full-time work, but more sure. importantly, which is the outcome. You, you can't expect the outcome to be the same, meaning like the end state of this individual being the same. 
Now, I will tell you this. You can, if, if you're pretty good at your skill, you can get somebody else pretty good at their skill as a part-timer. However, a full-timer will crush a part-timer every day of the week, particularly in this industry where reps and hours on the floor in front of athletes, just seeing movement, doing it like it just, you cannot beat having reps on your eyeballs. Um, so yeah, that's more important is you can't expect the outcome to be the same. You can't expect the professionalism and the skill set and, and the, the technical proficiency to be even close to being the same. Like they're not even, they're, they're not even in the same world in my experience. Um, and something that's very interesting, and this is, the, we, we walk a lot of people through this in the course, both in affiliate you and the grad program. It's just, uh, there's a weird thing in the CrossFit community. You know, I want everybody to listen to this very closely, like, cause everybody's heard this. There's nobody that wants to coach full-time. That is incorrect. There's few and far between opportunities for people to take a full-time job. That's the problem, right? People want people to work full-time to, and pay them pennies. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If, if you put out a job posting, and we've done this time and time and time again, for a full-time job, right? This person's going to make a living wage. So let's call again, like it's got to be 35,000 or more, right? And everybody's like 35,000. It depends on where you're at, right? 35,000 or more, but let's go 40 to 50 full-time living wage, uh, particularly if this is a house of two household, somebody who's making 5,000 more potentially than what the job that you offered, who hates their job would absolutely leave that job to go work in the gym. Who sits in a cubicle. I've done that. I've right. done that for people. Yeah. My thing is, is like the gym owner that's saying this did that and is working for free in a lot of instances. And I'm like, I'm like, you are the perfect counter to this really silly statement that you just made. Like you left your job to come work here are not making any money. But the thing is, like, you expect everybody to do that. Like you're an entrepreneur, like you made the leap. That's different. Now what you're asking is like, hey, I want somebody to come in and run this thing. I'm like, you have to pay somebody for that. Like they have bills to pay. You made a different decision, which is I'm going to eat shit for a little while until I can get this thing up and running. But if you put that out there, you will find a coach. I'm not saying you're, you're going to like all of them, but I'm telling you there will be takers 1,000%. Cool. Then your job is to sift through all of those people and find who fits the mold. Especially because the goal would be, hey, you're not going to be at this pay rate forever. And a box owner should realize they probably don't. You know, Something I want to talk to you about we could, another episode is the mm-hmm. fact that I don't, I, I, I would put place the, let me rephrase this. Every time I see someone smoking a cigarette, I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh shit. I can't believe people still smoke cigarettes. <laughs> right. Like I always think I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know that was still a thing. I would put this category in the same thing. I cannot believe there are people that own CrossFit affiliates that don't have mentors or coaches. I'm, a thousand percent surprised every time I hear that. I'm even more surprised when you talk to them and you're like, oh, we can't afford it. I'm like, if your gym can't afford it, you should shut down. Like you don't, your business should be able to afford something like that. Sure, I'll let you counter it. But my point is, it may not even be us. It may not even be a paid coach. But if you don't have a member at your box that you look up to in a small business, entrepreneurial mindset type of thing, like even for me, from day one, I had a mentor. Then I eventually hired legit mm-hmm. coaches, you know. And and we've talked at at length about Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone's and other seminars that we've attended. 
I just can't believe it. It's it's the same response I get when I see someone smoking a cigarette. I, I mean, I can't believe it because you and I were both those people at, at different points, right? So it's the evolution of a of a business owner per se. It just is with regard to like how how serious are they about doing this, right? And far often, far more often than not, most people will make the wrong first investment in the business, which is they're going to purchase a thing or like, I got, Hey, I need equipment. And, and the longer I do this, the more and more I am supremely confident in that the first investment in your business post yourself should be a full-time employee. Because if you do, yeah, if you do this correctly, if you hire the right person and you've been working on putting structures in place, they are in the military, what we would describe is like, they are enablers. They enable freedom, more resources, more throughput, uh, faster development. Like if you hire the right people, like here's a perfect example. Like it happened when I brought Cassidy in and then it happened again when I brought Lindsay in, Lindsay in and, the, and the business just went, it just grew. And it wasn't because just because of things, it had a lot to do with what we were building at the time, but then it's just like brought in the right people that you, that are, that are pipe hitters that are on board with what you're doing and that get shit done. Right. Because the, the second thing is just like, well, I can't hire anybody and I don't have any time. And I'm like, well, equipment is not going to get you any more time. Another body will get you boatloads of time. You're going to lose a little time on the front end when you train people. Like that's just the way it is but you can prep for that. But that's the point is like the, the second investment post yourself should be a full-time employee. And then it's your job to groom them and bring them up and do all of these things. But what that does is that frees you up to work on, you know, to work your way through the hierarchy of the business needs, whatever needs to be addressed at that time or that stage of growth of the business. And far too often people are freaked out by that to either not make the investment in, the, in themselves or, or the coaching staff. And, and I think it's because if I buy a thing, it's tangible. It's like, look what I bought here. Like, see, I got this GHD or these barbells spin. And I'm like, cool. That has zero ROI, right? I'm not saying you shouldn't buy barbells that spin, but that's down the road. Do you have a barbell? Check. Got it. You don't need a new one right now. You should probably just clean that one and then get a full-time coach. Not to say that you get a full-time coach for 300 bucks, but you see where I'm going with this. No, and, and that's why I brought it up because I think a mentor would tell you that. And, you know, it's one of those scenarios where, hey, we're going to bring somebody on. I can't afford what you're making at your full time job. But, you know, what, you know, like the old expression, one plus one equals three. It's like, okay, you bring somebody on here, all of a sudden, you're going to have more clients. You're going to, you're going to be able to do it. And until you actually pull the trigger, same thing with coaching. Like until you pull the trigger and get a coach, you won't see the benefits. I'll give you another great example. I went to Tony Robbins. Less than two months later, we hit record on our first episode. I don't know that it was direct relationship there, but I want to say it was probably like, a nudge it, because you, yeah. you talked to me about it and that like I was, you know, I've always been in that camp of like just, you know, like I've got no, pro- which is my downfall. I got no problem building the plane while we fly it. Not the best yeah. in a lot of scenarios. But however, in a lot, in some instances, like it works. Yeah. And the point, I mean, you know, you spend $10,000 on, you know, a Tony Robbins seminar. You don't have to, it's not nearly that expensive, but whatever you go to a mentor, there's tons out there. You know, if you're just looking for an individual mentor, as if you're a coach, reach out. I I mean, we joke about the influencer thing, but I have people reach out all the time. Like, Hey, do you do mentorships? Like, do you do that? I'm sure you do as well. 
right? And it's like, I hope if you're listening, you seek somebody out, but let's go back to the coaching thing. But the reason I brought it up is a mentor would push you in that direction. They'd be like, hey, how about you don't buy a reverse hyper that is going to sit in the corner collecting dust and you you bring on a a full-time staff member, which will then in turn allow you to buy three reverse hypers if that's what you want to do. Or just challenge your thought and say, because it's just like, well, nobody's going to do it. Well, have you tried? You don't know, right? It's, 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 it's the relentless, again, going back to the, the coaching, I was just the relentlessness. Like, I don't know if he can do that. I'm like, did you say anything? Did you try a cue of any type? Because we can't make any determination until we've done something. So the line in the sand is like, put it out to the world. Like you've talked about this endlessly. You have to see what's available first. And far more often than not, once you realize that there's a big world out there of people who are either not working because they don't have to, or they got laid off or they hate their job or move to the area and are looking for work, you'll find them. You can put it on Indeed. You can put it on the, a local CrossFit page. Like you can email your entire email base. Like there's a lot of ways to at least get a bite. You know, that, that just recently happened where I put something out for, we were looking for a coach. And then one of my part-timers came in. He's like, listen, I'll quit my job and come here. And I was like, I didn't even realize that was an option. I, I had no idea that you would do that. But now that you do, now I'm crafting a second plan, which is like, I'm probably going to try to bring this dude in full time within the next couple months. That We have this conversation a lot with our affiliate U clients. I had one the other day and you know, that there's no leads. How am I going to get a part-time coach? I was like, stop thinking it's going to be the 19 year old fire breather dude and start looking around at, you know, the 40 year old mom that, you know, who, whose kids are now going to school and has some free time or the retired 55 year old police officer mm-hmm. that just put 20 years in like, you know, it's always like you're putting your beliefs on whether or not they're going to coach. And some of the best coaches are not who you would expect. And maybe you put it in your Facebook group or whatever you use for communication. Hey, you know, if, if you're ever interested in coaching, please hit me up. One of our clients, Ryan at Classified Fit in California, who, by the way, is looking for a full time coach. Right. So if you're interested, DM us. Hit it. Yeah. We'll hit put, us up. Yeah. We will put you in touch. Uh, classified fit or Yuba city CrossFit. Uh, he's level three tremendous in coaches development, like is really cares about his staff, but you know, he's running an eight week kind of internship program, which I'm sure he'd also share, but it's meant to not only get people better at understanding CrossFit, it's basically the level one expanded over, you know, eight weekends, but it's also meant to turn those people into coaches. Like you need Mm -hmm. to be doing that type of stuff at your box if you want to develop coaches. And then also, as you know, Fern, it just it's it goes back to everything we say. If you understand someone's Ford, if you understand kind of the why behind they're there, you have those conversations. Hey, have you ever thought about coaching? You're, you know, every time a new person comes in, I, I notice you're the guy that goes over there and and welcomes them. You'd be a great, you know, maybe it starts with the ambassador, you know, something we talk about in affiliate mm-hmm. you and those ambassadors. I'm sure you've had multiple ambassadors become coaches, but those are typically the people that that want to then, Hey, what can I do next? Like, that was great. I did my six month as an ambassador. How do I now become a coach or how do I take it to the next level? Yeah. And those, a lot of those will end up being like great part-timers, but there's a couple of things to consider with regard to doing a, a, a full-time coach. Let's get past the obvious, which is like, stop bartering for your coaches because you'll never be able to figure out like what you'll never be able to get to the point where you pay somebody. If you're bartering, 
then you have to get out of that as quickly as possible. So either you need to, you know, grow, you need to get more clients, you need to raise rates, you need to do something to create some breathing room so you could pay those people because now that becomes the initial pool of dollars that I can reallocate to, to a single person, right? So like I always ask everybody, what is your total hours of paid coaching hours in the gym? Typically it's spread across like 10 people. And I'm like, what if you just pay that to three or two or one who was just here all the time? everything would speed up because that person's solely dedicated to it. it. Things would speed up. You'd have better consistency, all of these things. The other thing that a lot of people struggle with is understanding that the person that you bring on full time probably will not be who is currently in your stable of coaches. And that's okay. They're like, well, none of these people are going to quit their jobs. And I'm like, then they're not, then they're not the right people. You need to go find somebody who does want that job. And that's what we tell everybody, like make the job first, make the job absent of any names or any people that you already currently in your inventory. What do I need done? I need these things done. Cool. Cause then I'm going to make the offer. Here's the job. Here's what it entails. And I think we've talked about this before, but it's just going to be, Hey, here's the job. And they're like, well, I don't want to do spreadsheets. I'm like, cool. You're out. You're, you're no longer in the pool of people because the job means you got to yeah, do the spreadsheets. Job and, the job, the job right? is spreadsheets. I'm like, oh, well, I was, I was just hoping to do some other stuff. And I'm like, well, did you, you failed on multiple levels. Like, did you read the job description or that's the first strike that you get? Um, so those are the two big things is like figure out what your total, what your total coaching stable hours and what that payroll looks like. Cause in a lot of instances that might be like three to $4,000. And I'm like, that is 36 to $50,000 total available in paid payroll every single month that you could reallocate to one person. You're like, that's a lot of hours. And I'm like, that's for them to determine whether that's acceptable or not, right? You have hours and stuff that you need to be done. Same thing we talked about the other day about like, let the buyer make their decision. Let the person who's interested in the job make their decision. So I have to figure out what am I already doing? And then I have to be okay with the fact that like my current stable of coaches might not and probably will not be the candidates that I hire. You know, and in addition to that, that's not including, you know, if you have an onboarding program, they have the potential to maybe earn a little right. bit more or right. you know, run their own eight week uh, running program in the right. summer. There's, there's lots of opportunities there as well. And, and again, the whole premise would be by bringing on your first full timer, you're going to open up your time, which allows you to work on the business, not in the business, which will ultimately allow you to make more money. Now, with that being said, you can run a pretty successful affiliate with a bunch of part-timers. Like, yeah, you, you can do it. You're just, the ceiling is low. The ceiling is low and the expectation, most of the stress we see from affiliate owners with, with their coaching staff is their expectations are too lofty relative to the position. The person that coaches two hours for you, even if you're paying them 25 an hour, 30 an hour, which is nice, but has a full-time job and a family, they want to come in, they want to coach, they want to leave. And then you're like, but they don't show up to every meeting, but they don't, uh, you know, right. help clean up the gym, but they don't, you know, run these events. And it's like, they're making $50 a week and, and they're taking two classes off your plate. Like, right. just be appreciative of that. And if you expect more, have it loaded, you know, have that conversation prior to giving them the position, have them sign the contract that states specifically we have a monthly coaches meeting. You will get compensated for it, but we expect you to be there. You know, right. have those conversations. And something else to consider, which is the, with these people, this is a tough one. 
right? Like the, making this leap in, in order to do that can be really, really tough. So you, again, you have to go through all of these wickets in order to make that happen. If you can figure out if the math works and what you need and all of those things, when you hire the first person, it's really hard. The business will speed up if you've done things correctly. The second one comes faster. The third one comes even faster than that. Right? So as you do this, this snowball starts to roll and then you'll find yourself free of a lot of things, right? I can, I can start divvying out all of these other things. And not only will you just start, and this is something I think people fail to do, is as the team grows, everybody just operates on the exact same bandwidth, meaning, hey, we had a set amount of work. So as the team grows, your job as a leader now becomes to push the envelope on the number of things that we're doing, right? So whether like we need to step up our social media game or we need to do separate programs and other, but like, as you bring on more people, your job is to fill their plate, not just have them operate on this 20 hours or whatever that they coach, right? That now becomes my responsibility is to make sure that people get fed. And it starts with the first one, but I promise you, if you can get the first one and it's the right person, the second one will come faster than that. And the third one will come faster than that. You know, so if we're looking at this timeline, my first one took, I don't know, way too damn long. The second one took, you know, probably uh, two years. And the third one will probably be a year after the, the second one. Yeah. And, and with that being said, you, you need to be realistic with your expectations. You can't hire someone. Here's what happens too, right? They hire someone, they realize, oh, now that I've worked on the business, there's so much more we can be doing okay, here's our agreement, but I need you to actually do all of this too. And then it's like, there's right. no other job out there where it's like, I mean, maybe there are, but it's you would not want to work there if your boss is like, hey, let's keep your pay the same, but I'm also going to need you to work, you know, 10 extra hours ongoing. You'd be like, yeah. no, I'm, you know, I'm willing to do that, but we need to talk about pay. So box owners be willing to do that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like if, if you really want to make this a thing and let's, let's just state this very clearly. If you are a gym owner who has all part-timers and if I look at this paper absent of like what's going on in the gym and it's a business with one employee and that employee happens to be the owner that by definition of that would not fall in the category of a healthy business because the business dies without you overnight. Like it, it, like if you didn't show up, the business would fall apart. You have to create something that's sustainable. How much you kind of insert or extract yourself from the business is based on the vision that you've built and what you want to accomplish. But the first thing that has to happen in order for you to be healthy and in order to thrive is there have to be other people that can drive the train in your absence. How much or little of that that they do is completely up to the vision that you've built. But if you want to get this thing moving and you want to really make opportunity for other people, which is the whole point of all of this, then you have to start driving towards getting a full-time employee and get off of this thing where I operate my business on free labor because that's not real life. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.